0: Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? You done taking your 11-minute nap, honey? You ready to do your little podcast? Yeah, baby, I'm done. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready, sweetie. What did I say? Yeah, baby. What the fuck kind of noise is that? What's up, Johns? Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show, the Fun Friday Pod. What a fun Friday. The day after a massive invasion. Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, nobody wants to listen to this podcast. Can you imagine if I switch this podcast over to talk about fucking geopolitics, dude? It just instantly goes to zero listeners. Nobody gives a green goddamn. What do I have to say about that? All right, there we are. Uh, I got some uh, feedback. Oh, who was that? Talking in the beginning, you might wonder. That was my. That was my. Uh, my girlfriend. I was dating Ruth Mozart. Fuck you, dandy. But uh, you know, she's busy. She's got poppy fields to to field, to field, to till. She's tilling. Who doesn't love a good till? I like to till every now and again. <laughs> dude, I, have you guys ever grown a garden? I'm going to pass on that. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds fun at first. Like, you buy the seeds and you like, plant it and then you, like, water it. And you're like, God, oh, dude, it's going to be lit. And, like, w- a week later, you're like, I'm just going to throw this dirt out. <laughs> I got a uh, feedback. If you're a listener of the pod, I like to, you know, start off the fun Friday pod with feedback. It's usually... People listening to the Wednesday interview, and they'll be like, hey, this was good. This sucked. This sucked, Dick Danny. Work on it, improve. My friend JR gave me feedback that uh, I was talking over my guest, Mike Racine. Not true. Not true. Got some feedback from somebody else, a smarter listener. They said, listening to your interview with Mike Racine, and it's fine. It's very calm and natural and professional. Not sure where that person who left that comment about you interrupting your guest is getting that from. Thank you, Ben. I think it was my brother, Ben. He goes, I like Racine's point about hardworking. The hardworking Mexican stereotype, because Racine was talking about how, oh, if you say a a positive stereotype about a group of people, then oh, that you're just being nice. But no, that's that's actually just as shitty and patronizing as a negative stereotype. Maybe it's not just as shitty, but it's not it's not good. You know, it shouldn't be like categorizing groups of people and saying, oh, they're X good or they're X bad. How about just see people as individuals? You piece of shit. Who am I even talking to? Uh, I was watching this interview with um, Johnny Knoxville on uh on howard stern and he used to write howard stern letters when he was in his uh 20s that he wanted to come on the show and pepper spray himself (laughs) but the gm of the of howard's radio station said no you can't have somebody come in here and pepper spray themselves on the air dude but i do think that's cool it's a good sign that like you know johnny was like trying to do something creative and and get his name out there and had the ambition not just the creative idea even though it's a ridiculous idea it's still very entertaining and funny but the ambition to try to spread the word, which is what we're doing in podcasting too. Hey, I have a creative ambition. I'm spreading the word via talking into a microphone in my apartment on a Thursday night. Oh man, my friend, uh, my friend, Julia was telling me um, I've been watching game of thrones. I'm on season two. Now, if you don't if you haven't seen game of thrones, I'll, I won't make this boring for you, but there's this one character, Joffrey, who's was like this evil, evil person just does terrible things. And apparently he was getting messages on his um like personal instagram or i don't know like direct messages somehow of people like threatening him and saying that he sucked bad and he was like guys i'm an actor <laughs> like they were they were sending threatening messages to an actor based on the actions a character he portrayed did and it's like dude that is not that's acting <laughs> i love that though i think that's probably one of the highest praises you can receive highest forms of praise you can receive as an actor is that people despise you as a person because you played the character so well like now you're not, now you're getting somewhere i just like that that idea of not being able to distinguish between reality and fantasy i think that's pretty funny you know it's like i'm enjoying the show i'm enjoying the show no that person's an actual piece of shit fuck you dude um i saw this on a tweet somewhere i don't know if this is 100% true but i, I assume that it is cuz it seems like a weird thing to make up Apparently, someone at Pixar, before Toy Story 2 was completed and released, they deleted it on their computer. And there was a woman who was on maternity leave. She just so happened to have a backup copy on her home computer during her maternity leave that she was able to retrieve. Otherwise, the world would have never seen Toy Story 2. Is that true? I don't know. It's But that's crazy. I mean, it makes sense, you know? Fucking... What happens if you record a pod? What if I record this podcast? It doesn't go out in the air tomorrow. I'll be livid. I'll be completely livid, even though it's a super, super minor issue. Can you teach empathy? What are great? Danny, this ma- note makes no sense. Uh, every week I capture notes and I'm like, okay, this will be fun to talk about. And then t- and I'm like, well, even if I don't capture the entire thought, I'll be able to, you know, the, the snippet of the thought, I'll be able to pick up on it when I go to record the pod. Nope, not always. But it's weird, you know, if you're out in public, you have an idea for a joke. You know, I do stand-up comedy, and I would do podcasting, too. So sometimes in public, I'll have an idea, and I'll record it as a voice note, or I'll, like, you know, record it as a note, like a written note in my phone. And it's like, I don't, it's half the time, I'm like, what the fuck? What was that? I think my friend, uh, Benny D, used to have a joke about that. He had, like, uh, I don't think he's going to care if I talk about this joke. I should tell him to bring it back. He's like, yeah, I write a joke down a really high. Joke idea down really high. And The next morning, I'm like, giraffe titties? What the fuck is giraffe titties? Uh, all right. There's a shout out to Benny E D, Ben DeMarco. Dude, if you, you guys should follow him on uh, Instagram. I think it's Benny D, NYC. He posted this crab video <laughs> recently. Uh, he goes crabbing out in Oregon. And he has a unique form of bait that he uses. Oh, that's just a little teaser. I've teased you. You've been teased with content. Ooh, teased. Teased, dude. I love the, uh, my Farnham Street blog. If you don't follow this newsletter, um, I highly recommend that you subscribe to it. Uh, it's this dude, this Canadian dude. And he collects uh, interviews and stories and quotes that help you, inspire you to make better decisions. And he had a great quote from Oliver Sacks, who said, It is up to me now to choose how to live out the months that remain to me. I have to live in the richest, deepest, most productive way I can. And the first time I read that, I was like, is this guy dying? Months that remain to me. But I guess all, you know, we all actually do have months remaining to us if you add up all the fucking months. So how do we live in the richest, deepest, most productive way that we can? It's a good question. It reminds me of that. Oh, I feel stupid because I never, I always forget how to say this um, this writer's name correctly. But Ayn Rand, I think it doesn't it rhyme with Ayn, Main, Main Rand, Ayn Rand, Ayn Rand. <laughs> Sorry, I'm too dumb. Dude, I'm a podcast. But Miss, let's just call her Miss Rand. <laughs> she wrote this essay uh, called Philosophy. Who needs it? It's great. I highly r- recommend reading it. And basically, one of the major points that she expresses is that um, the whole point of philosophy is to find out who are we, why are we here, what should we do? Those are the three big questions in life. How can we live the re- richest, deepest, most productive way we can based on our attempt to answer those three questions? So, something to think about as you go through your life, you know? I mean, we're all going to be cooked for eternity. I mean, you know, there could be this, like, fantasy realm of heaven and stuff and 86 virgins and shit, but it's super unlikely, dude. So, however many, however many months we got left, how do we want to live those? I, mean, I don't know the fucking answer, but I think it's important to try to think about that shit. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying. Uh, I feel like I already talked about this. When, uh, when the Bucks won the Super Bowl in 2021, I think that was. And then the next season started and Tom Brady, they lit up fireworks at Tampa stadium or they call it Raymond James stadium. Now, Um, well, there were two stadiums, by the way, quick side note diversion. I grew up in Tampa and I went to the old Tampa stadium there on Dale Mabry, dude, the old Tampa stadium. You can look up pictures of it on the internet. That place was a fucking (laughs) shithole. It was just like this. They, they called it like the big sombrero. It just, cause it looks kind of like a, like a hat. And it was, there were no, there was no shade. It was just like a very functional, you know, like, okay, if we built a stadium, it should have uh, seats and then people to sit on the seats. I I don't even think that there were like actual seats. I think the whole thing was was, uh, bleachers seating, if I recall correctly. But it it wasn't great, dude. And it was in Tampa and it was so fucking hot. Any game you went to in like September or the preseason, you're going to fucking sweat your ass off. Now, Raymond James is super nice. Never been there. Of course. Been to the shitty one twice. Been to the good one. Not once I walked by once. Is that something? Is that something? Anyway, in the new stadium, Raymond James, they had the ceremony before the opening game of the next season after the Bucks won the Super Bowl. And Tom Brady was in the uh, hallway hallway. (laughs) I can't even talk, dude. What do you call that thing? (laughs) Like the when you're going into a stadium, like the walkways, you go in or whatever. And you would think that he'd be like, wow, look at this. I, I brought a Super Bowl title to Tampa Bay. It's only its second ever. And I'm the greatest quarterback of all time. And isn't this amazing? And he just had his hands on his hip. It looked like he was bored and impatient. Like, okay, can we, can we dispense with the fucking uh, celebrations, the you know trivial confetti of the you know, lauding past achievements and focus on what is going to happen today? What's going to happen tonight? The fierce reality of now. That's what's important. That's why he had his hand on his hips. Let's get back to fucking work and do the fucking thing. You know, I think about that with this podcast. I'm like, this isn't the world's biggest podcast, dude. Do you really need to do this every week, twice a week? And I'm like, fuck that. I've been doing this shit for three fucking years now. I'm not going to stop doing it. And people seem to like it. Some people like it. Germany likes it. Leave me alone. Honey, you don't be too hard on yourself. You're doing the best you can. <laughs> Ain't? uh, I like little things when you're out in public and, uh, you know, you're in a group of uh, people, and it's sometimes you don't know like what's going on because it's like a new group of people. I was out a couple weeks ago, and one of my friends leaned over to me, and he was talking to this girl, and he goes, "Is this girl's name Veronica?" <laughs> I just love it. I literally, I literally wrote that down in my notes because it's such a common thing. But it's like you know, you don't embarrass yourself and ask somebody what their name is after you've already met them. And plus, if you're like a guy and you're trying to spit game, you don't be like, Can you remind me your name again? Something girls hate more than like a guy that gets their name wrong, or like if you have to ask that two or three times, you're just like, You know what? There's there's no chance that this is going anywhere. You, sh- you don't even remember that my name is Veronica. Veronica's going home. That's what my name is. Is this girl's name Veronica, dude? I can't remember, dude. Um, I was watching a. Uh, listening to a podcast interview with Joey Diaz, the comic, and he was talking about, you know, because now that sports betting has been legalized in New York state, and apparently, dude, apparently uh, New York state has already made like $80 million in taxes and people bet $2 billion in the first month or two or something. Yeah. Yeah. First two months because it was officially legalized, I believe January 1st, 2022 this year, which is when the airwaves just started getting flooded with ads. And it worked because now New York is like a massive, online gambling uh, mecca or center or whatever. But uh, Joey Diaz, the comedian, was talking and he was saying that, you know, there's like a, a weekend if you're a gambler, the big days are like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, like during the football season. And he's like, you know, you're a degenerate gambler when you bet on the Hawaii game <laughs> on Saturday night because all the, uh, you know, East Coast, Central United States, Pacific games, Pacific Coast games, all those are done then the only thing you got left at the end of the night is Hawaii. So if you're betting on the Hawaii rainbow warriors <laughs> late at night on a Saturday night, dude, you got a problem, bro. You got a fucking problem. Dude. Um, I, there's this article that I read recently about, uh, technology recruiting and I, but that's all I've been doing my whole life, you know? And, uh, now it's like it's turning into this like hot field. I mean, it's always been like a, you know, an important field or some shit, but it's just difficult. And apparently now we're crushing. Tech, technology recruiter salaries are up like 30%. And I read this quote about uh, tech recruiting. It's kind of like the good and the bad all in one, all in one uh, thought or one paragraph here. It says, tech employees today tire of the attention from recruiters. The friendly hellos on LinkedIn, the, the cold calls. They think we're like used car salesmen, this recruiter said, of our quarry. To be a recruiter in tech is to be an in-demand commodity for those companies doing the hiring. But to feel like something of a nuisance, like an essential gear that emits a loud, irritating noise. <laughs> wow. Thanks. I'm glad I've been doing this shit for 22 years. And one of the most apt descriptors of my day-to-day job is a loud, irritating noise. It does suck though. you put out these like massive blasts of emails to try to recruit people. And sometimes people are rude. They're like, I'm not interested in this opportunity. One time, I had somebody email me back, and they were like, "How did you get this email?" I think they tried to get me in trouble at my job. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And when I was working at uh, Calvin Klein, one of our competitors in fashion, I, I don't, I honestly don't care. I don't work there anymore. I'll blow up her spot, not Calvin's spot, but our competitor's spot. They called my boss or like the head of HR at Calvin Klein, and we're like, uh, "Danny Palmer and uh, my colleague—I guess I'll protect her name—they uh, need to stop recruiting our people." And we were like, um, actually, this is America, and it's a capitalistic society, and you're, what you're proposing is an oligopoly, and no. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Al. We're allowed to recruit people. <laughs> Here is another uh, good quote that I liked. The passion for stretching yourself and sticking to it, even or especially when it's not going well, is the hallmark of the growth mindset. This is the mindset that allows people to thrive during some of the most challenging times in their lives. And I know it's like kind of this rah-rah thing, but it is true, dude. I mean, there's one thing to try to stretch yourself and learn a new skill like, I don't know, piano or like, you know, reading stuff or like, could be like macrame, could be fucking anything. But could, sticking to it over time when you're not getting, you know, immediate uh, tangible rewards or near-term perks or, uh, you know, short-term plaudits or attention or praise when you, get, you when you keep going with it like right now what i'm doing right now <laughs> just sitting here doing this fucking podcast if you keep going you got to stick with it you know and then over time hopefully the good results will come you let me know when they arrive but apparently that's what i'm told but yeah obviously this fucking uh you know russian invasion of ukraine sucks it's super sad there's like not there's just it just sucks you know it does suck it does suck wow danny you're such a you're what a pundit you are Loser, stop commenting on it. Okay, but I can make this somewhat interesting because it, this is tied to fucking space, dude. Uh, listeners of the pod, long term listeners of the pod, know that I like to talk about space. Not certain listeners of the pod, like my dumb friends Carissa and Asha. You know, they like to focus on um, different like brands of hairspray. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh so hard. Um, But it's interesting what's going on in space because, you know, like obviously Russia and Moscow and Washington are at odds over Ukraine, but there is still ongoing partnerships between Russia and Europe and the United States in space. Uh, Right now on the International Space Station, there are two Russian cosmonauts and one European astronaut and four Americans. Seven people up there, they're enjoying the fruits of international cooperation that dates back to the historic 1975 Cold War era docking between the U.S. Apollo and Russian Soyuz spacecraft, but now, you know, Russia invading Ukraine could threaten the partnerships amongst those three, uh, you know, entities or geopolitical regions or whatever. So the the European Space Agency, ESA, is a kind of a conglomerate of 22 European countries, Ukraine not being one of them. That partner in space research and exploration, and then Russia has their own space agency called Roscosmos. Roscosmos, rock lobster. They uh, partner with Europe and do a lot of endeavors. And in fact, they we've got this. Um, I guess we've all got, actually. You know what? NASA backed out of this shit, but the European Space Agency ESA and Roscosmos have this ExoMars mission called the Rosalind Franklin Rover. It's the first European rover designed to land on Mars. They thought it was going to launch in 2018, but then it had problems with its landing parachutes. You gotta hit those, dude, those fucking landing parachutes, man! Fucking Catalina wine mixer, dude. Um, It was supposed to take off um, this back in September, but now they they nearly canceled it, and we don't know if it's going to go off now because there's all these like you know political problems and shit. But it's just a reminder, you know, in times of like geopolitical stress and fucking direct war that there are countries are multifaceted. And we also have the ability to partner on exploration and science and research and, you know, exploring the fucking cosmos. Let's get back to that shit and stop, stop fucking fighting and shit. Wow. Danny. Oh, you're a real, a real trenchant political commentator. You fucking loser. <laughs> I'm talking to myself. Don't be so hard on yourself, honey. I can't decide if my girlfriend is Southern or not, or if I'm dating Uh, Ruth. You ain't dating me motherfucker. You're a loser. All right. This is a a final quote for the uh, Friday pod. I told you, I told you, yeah, I'm trying to make these a little bit shorter. I feel like 30 minutes of listening to one person's voice. It's like enough, dude. Just, I try to condense the things that I found to be interesting or funny or enlightening or inspiring from the week. And I just string them together and then I hit stop. You know what I'm saying? Um, But this is a quote from an article that I read. I guess it's an essay or a column that I read um, about grief. So this is – I'm quoting from this article. The woman says, One week before her husband died, my patient's wife – I guess she's a doctor – called to ask me how she could possibly move on with her life in a world where her husband didn't exist anymore. I don't believe in moving on and finding closure, quote-unquote. This language distills the messy complexity of grief – Into tidy sound bites and ask people to leave something behind, bury it, or lock it away. The challenge for my patients and their families is the challenge for all of us. Can we instead move forward with grief? Can we find a way to integrate loss into life to carry it with us? Can we feel tragedy together without an artificial line between those who are ready to move on and those who can't see a way out? So it's not like. The end goal of grief is to end the grief, right? We all have a collective grief and that we are humans with a mortal time span and everybody on this planet has fucking died except for the people currently alive and we're all going to die too. (laughs) So grief is an inherent part of the human condition and it's not something that we can excise or cast off. So how do we carry it forward? And use it as a means of having more empathy for those around us who also carry the shared grief that we as a human species share together. So there you go. Twenty minutes, not too shab, not too fucking shab. Follow me on Instagram if you want, Danny Palmer NYC. Send me a note, no one ever does. Have a fucking GNS weekend. Oh, oh you said something inspi- you said something inspiring at the end and now you're just gonna make sex sounds till you sign off? Wow, Danny, you're a real fucking genius. Dip shit. All right, fine, I'll just sign off. I won't make weird sex sounds at the end. Oh, come, yeah, oh.